coming out of Matthew chapter 5. We're going to read a little, bit, a little bit of verse 38, but we're really going to hunker down in verse 43 through 48. And it says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for eye, a tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. See, that sounds crazy to us, right? And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand them over your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two. Two miles. Give to them, give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Then it talks about loving your enemies. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And so we come at this time that what we have, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. Enemies, they know you don't have one enemy. Enemies and pray for those who persecute, persecute you. And so we first got to get in this whole discussion, what is love? What is love? Back in my day, we had, you know, Lauren Hill, and she talked about love. We have uh, Smokey Robinson talked about love. Kurt Franklin talked about love. Everybody's talked about love. What kind of love is Jesus talking about today? What does love truly have to do with it? What has everything to do with it? See, when it's a thin line between love and hate, you have to go back to the love so you don't cross the line. And so, when he's talking about love, there's four different types of love here. We have what we have, Storge. Now, this is that old Cosby family, you know, uh, that family love. That family love. And, and in that, when I grew up, and my, you know, us 80s babies, if you were early 80s, late 80s, you knew about the Cosby show. And you dreamed somewhat... Can my family be there? He's like, maybe not. Maybe my family ain't going to be there. No, Dr. Huxable and all that. But you love that they had this love for one another. Even if they fought or whatever, it was this love. And you saw these parents, they were so in love with one another. It was just a bunch of love. There was so much love in the room. There was so much love in the room. Come on up. Come on up. You can have a seat. And so there was so much love in the room. So in the Greek, this is called start gay. That you have a family love, this brotherly, this love that a father would have for his child or a child would have for his mother. This started gay. But this is not the love that Jesus is talking about. This is not this family love. So what's the next type of love? Well, you know, for some of us, we get married and we have that eros love. This is a love that's a romantic love. This is a love that makes you walk on the beach. This is a love that makes you take somebody to a nice restaurant. Not just the red lobsters of the world, but you're trying to, you're trying to really do because that's that love. This, this, this eros love. This eros love is that love that's romantic. But here, he's saying, I want you to love your enemies. So he's saying, I don't want you to love your enemies with a family love. I don't want you to love your enemies with a romantic love. Then we have the next love. Now, back in the day. Bill Cosby, Sidney Poitier, they were they had made some great movies together. They they were they are great friends. They are a friendship love, this filial love. Now some of us don't have friends. That's sad. We need to get some friends. 
But when you got a friendship love, this is what it says about friendship love. It says, friendship is a comfort, an inexpressible comfort of feeling safe with a person, having neither weight of thought nor measured words, but pouring all that you have. Like, you, you don't, that's your friend. That's, you know, if they call you at midnight, you'll come. If your phone charged up, you'll come. You're going to pick it up. You know, you got, it's a friendship love. You know, some of us have sisters and brothers who we are better friends with some other folk than our sisters and brothers. Amen? Some of us, we saw our brothers and sisters like, hey, it's good to see you. But we saw our friends, oh my, oh, I had seen you. We would fall on their neck and everything. That's that friendship love. Now we hope, we hope. And some of us got even spouses like that, right? Yeah, I married her. Oh, baby, I could see. We, because we didn't have that, you can wrap the, the, that family love, the romantic love, and the friendship love all together in a marriage. You surely need it, but you may not have it. But here, there is a true friendship here. There is a true friendship. But he's not saying a friendship love. And so we go to the next love, this fourth love. This fourth love, the, this fourth love says, the world says, I love you if... But God says, I love you even if. What do you mean, Pastor? When we get into the agape love. This is what I mean. The world says, I love you if. Conditional. I love you if you got a job. I love you if you do this. I love you if you, if, if you can provide for me like this. I love you if you talk to me this way. I love you if you wear this, these kind of clothes. I love you if you wear this kind of, uh, listen to this kind of magazine or, or radio and so forth. I love you if. I love you if you can cook like this. I love you if. But God says, I have that, that is the guy pay on here? I love you. I love you. God says, I love you even if. I love you even if. That you were a crackhead. I love you even if. You were alcoholic. I love you even if you were an abuser or the abusee. I love you even if you were put out and nobody else loved you. I love you even if your daddy wasn't around. I love you even if your mama didn't love you right. I love you even if your parents did not want you. I love you even if. That's agape love. Some of us, most of us, all of us do not have agape love in our flesh. We're not born with agape love. We're not a born, and, and this is what he's saying. I want you to love your enemies in a agape state. Well, first of all, who are my enemies? Let's just say right here, who are my enemies? Now, when he was talking in this sermon, he's talking to his Jew Jewish brethren. So their enemies are the Romans. Their enemies are the oppressors. Who are your enemies? See, I don't have any Romans, but I got some haters. Amen? Does anybody got a hater out there? You got somebody who hates everything that you do. You got somebody, if you come out and you wash your car, why did you wash your car? Da, 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 da. They always talking about you. It seems like they more preoccupied with you. Understand, media takeout is a hater. TMZ is a hater. We got a lot of haters who make even their money off hating. They make their whole business off hating. And God is saying, 
I want you to identify your hater. I want you to identify your enemy. But unlike the world tells you to do, I want to tell you to do it a little different and how you're going to talk with them and deal with them. But you got to identify your enemies. Your enemies are the people that gossip about you. You know, you've been down and out. You've been out there and you've done some things and they want to tell everybody, well, you know her man ain't about nothing. You know she got two different baby daddies. Is that right, girl? Mm-hmm, girl. I told you she wasn't about nothing. You know she's whoop, whoop. You know. Whatever that whoop whoop is, you got some folks that are official gossiping about you. And God is saying, I don't want you to be preoccupied with the hate they may have for you or the gossiping they have for you or the intention that they may want to see your downfall. I want you to be preoccupied with me. So you have to first understand who are your enemies. So you go from your enemies, and he says, you know what? When you get to this agape love, you need to understand it is not the same like other loves. It's not the same as eros. Because eros, at a certain point in time, their romantic feelings go away. Amen? Some of us who've been married, it comes and goes. Amen? You know, what you first that first date ain't like the tenth date. That first date ain't like the wedding night. The wedding night ain't like the fifth anniversary. Amen? Sometimes that eros goes and comes. Amen? And sometimes when you're in, in your marriage or in those strong relationships, you know what? That, that, that friendship that you had, friendships come and go. Are you still friends with the person you are from first grade? You still got the first grade friend? My first grade friend was Fred. I don't know what Fred is today. Fred could be gone from this world. I would not know. See, that friendship, that filial went away. I have some friends that, yeah, I stayed with them. I, I know a little bit about them. But my friendships have come and gone. I made old friends and new friends. See how friendship kind of goes and comes. And then I still got my family. But, you know, even in your family, when people die and wheels got to come out, People get a little funny. Well, I, daddy told me he wanted me to have that shirt. Now, what you going to do with that shirt? You don't know what you going to do with that shirt. Daddy told me he wanted me to have his big shoes. What? See, that sounds silly. We get in those kind of fights. So family can get strained. But understand, all those other loves come and go. But with agape love, the same agape love that was on day one is on day 100. Is that on day 100 is on day 1,000. On day 1,000, on day 1 million. It's the same love, unconditional, selfless. It's about you and not about me. Agape love. And so, so if we understand that's the type of love we must have, then we have to understand that agape love forgives. What happens when you don't forgive? Alexia, what can happen when you don't forgive? Who has the power? Right. You holding a Is there some people in this room you may be mad with and they don't even know? You know some days I'm mad with my wife, she don't even know it. You know that? She don't even know. She's like, okay. And she walk out the house. She don't know I'm mad. But, but I got to forgive and I got to let go. I'm not saying she's wrong or something. You, you see what I'm saying? That we have, we, we hold things and we giving all this person the power. And God says, why give people power who don't even deserve it? Why give people the power in your life and control your, and dictate your day? Because you came off like, you know what, I'm in a foul mood. Why are you in a foul mood? Because someone so that made me upset. They sent me this text. What did the text say? They said, I'll see you later. I tell you, they better not say nothing to me ever again. 
We will set our whole day off because somebody has set us off. Let the bill collector call. And we know we owe them money, but let them call wrong, though. When you going to pay your money? I'm going to pay when I pay it. Well, what does that really mean you're going to pay when you're going to pay it? He's just really asking when you're going to get the money. And you know you got a little upset because you're like, you know you ain't got the money. And we all have been there, amen? And God is really trying to say, he, really, he wants us to get down and deep. We have to forgive. Agape love will not hold on to grudges. It will not hold on to minor infractions. It won't even hold on to major things you've done. If you have beat me in my head, agape love will not hold on to it. Agape love will not hold on to a thief. Agape love will not hold on to any of that mess. Agape love will release it and let God deal with it. So agape love, first of all, it's unconditional. It's forgiving. And then agape love says it's going to say what it needs to say. Well, what do you mean? Sometimes we think we love somebody and we, that we don't need to say anything. If you smell bad, try to let you go in. If Kelly's smelling bad that morning, try to let her go to work smelling bad? See, that's not love. Amen? And my wife smells very excellent every morning. <laughs> But it, but, but many times we think love shouldn't say anything. Well, I love them. I'm not going to say nothing. No, you know what love will do? Love will say things when you don't want to hear it. And love will find a way to say it right to you. See, love ain't going to say, you stank this morning. Love will say, baby, what's going on? Well, something's not right. It's going to find a way to say it. When was the last time you know you should have said something, but you didn't say anything because you were scared? See, I want you to understand, love does not have fear. Love will say to you and speak truth to you. If you are wrong and if you are not doing right, love is going to speak to you. Love is going to speak to you and love is not going to speak in fear. Love is going to speak in strength. Love is going to speak in confidence. Love is going to speak to you. Well, you want me to have this agape love, Pastor, but that's a little bit hard. I'm not telling you it's easy. And I'm not telling you it's humanly possible. Because first of all, it involves relationships. The most important relationship it involves, this agape love, is a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Let me test you. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. First of all, do you admit that you were a sinner? Do you admit that you were far off from the good and right road of Jesus Christ? Do you admit that your life was a hot mess and you needed Jesus Christ? And do you admit that Jesus Christ, he came on this earth born of a virgin. He had no sin in his life. Put on all sin for us. He died for us. He was put on a cross for us. And then he was put in our body tomb. He was there three days and he got up three days later. He got up with all power. Do you believe that? So that's the first relationship. Because the God faith is not about, I just love everybody. Because see, some people like that, they don't love anybody. Well, I, I have nothing to say about anybody wrong. I'm just a good person. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with you. Kimberly, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong no, that's not agape love. You know what agape love does? Agape love makes an intentional relationship just with you. Just with you. It's not some general broadcast. Agape love is an intentional, deliberate, intentional relationship just with you. It's going to get down and, and deep with you. 
If you're in a crack house, agave love gets in a crack house. If it's in the liquor store, it gets in the liquor store. If it's making bad grades and cheating on the test in the classroom, it's going to get in the classroom with you. Agave love gets in your business. See, when you have Eros love, when you ain't looking good, Eros love ends. When you ain't acting right, Eros love going to end. Family love, it's going to end when people die. Agape love, you're going to even love that person throughout it all. See, when you have all that type of love, that love is temporary and conditional. But with agape love, it is forever. It is eternal. It is unconditional. And so God is saying, do you have a relationship with me? And then from that relationship, do you have a relationship with other people? Some of us have, we want to be just Facebook warriors. What does that mean? You don't want real relationships. Some of us will say, oh, I got a thousand Facebook friends. Baby, you don't have a thousand friends. Because on them thousand Facebook friends, could you call a thousand people and they give you one dollar each? Now, because if you got really one thousand friends, they should be able to give you one dollar each. A friend should give you one dollar. Some of us in here may have 3,000 Facebook friends. You can get $1 from all 3,000. When next time you're on Facebook, put that out there. I need a dollar. Will you send it to this address? See how many people send it back to you. I bet it'll be about one or two. And they were your real friends anyway. So what am I, I want us to understand, we have to develop real and deliberate relationships. We cannot be walking in fear. And this is the thing. So he, he gets us there. He says, you got to love him. So God is saying, I got to love you unconditionally. Then God is saying, I got to pray. He says, I'm going to have to pray. And so when I pray, he says, and pray for them. Okay. I'm praying, Lord. Uh, you told me I got to love them. I'm praying. What am I praying for? I'm praying that my enemy knows Jesus Christ. See, because I should not have a qualm with my brother and sister. Yeah, we can have a fight. We can have a quarrel. But my brother and sister should not be my enemy. So I'm asking them to get right with the Lord. And, and I'm still looking at myself. Am I right with the Lord? See that thin line? Because I could go to the other side. I could go flip out. Lord, put the vengeance of the Lord on you. Just, just destroy them, Almighty Father. But if I'm praying for their soul, I'm not just asking them to get blessed financially. I'm asking that they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And I'm asking that, Lord, help me to be that light and salt to them. Help me be a reflection of you so that I can, no matter that they cussing me out, I'm still showing the love of you. No matter they putting me down, I'm still showing the love of you. I'm still here in the midst of it all. And I have not given up. I'm still here. If they don't want to speak, I'm still speaking. If they don't want to sing to me, if they don't want to shake my hand, I'm still going to stretch out my hand and still put it there and not take any offense and say, you know, the Lord is dealing with you. And I'm going to pray for you. When will we get to that point? See, we got to get to this real point. We got to get in this real situation. Well, we got to get in a situation where we got to understand that, yes, God wants us to have a agape love, but we got to pray for those who are struggling. We got to pray for those that don't know Christ. We got to start praying for those. We need to have a most wanted list. The FBI has a most wanted list. They got the most wanted criminals. But do you have a most wanted list that you want to come to Christ Jesus? Do you have a most wanted list where you can say, Lord, I was a hot mess you made a miracle and I got a hot mess list that I want you to turn into miracles too. Do you have a list of people? Do you have at least two people on your list? 
Do you have a two people? Because see, this is the thing. Until that person knows Christ Jesus, they truly, they truly are not saved. So, this thin line between love and hate. We always say, let the haters motivate you, baby. That's a lie from the devil. Because then you're always going to want to be fueled by hate. And you know, hate destroys us. It destroys you from the inside like a cancer. So hate doesn't help you. We got to let the Lord motivate us and fuel us. The Lord says, I will renew your strength. I will let you mount up with wings as eagles. That's the Lord God. Don't let the haters motivate you. Let God motivate you. Don't let the haters renew your strength. Let God renew your strength. You're saying, well, I don't know the type of guy you're talking about. I don't know the type of guy you're talking about. He's a father to the fatherless. I'm telling you, you have never experienced a day where the Lord in your life. You want to know how you've been here and you got here? You want to know you have seen some things you should not have seen. But if somehow you're still here, that's because God said, I'm going to make it still be here. You, it was times where a gun was right in your face. It was times where somebody had beat you half to death. But somehow you are still here. That's God Almighty saying, I still have a plan and purpose for you. So why not stand up and say, I'm going to walk with Jesus today. I'm tired of going back because understand Jesus Christ is our perfect example he was spit on he was abused he was ridiculed he died for us and even on the cross he said Lord Lord forgive them for they know not what they do see I don't need to be motivated by the haters I gotta get motivated by my Christ I gotta start walking with my Lord so this thin line between love and hate the line can grow it's a thin line when I'm all in my flesh. But that line gets nice and thick when I'm in my Lord and my spirit. Is there anybody this morning? Is there anybody this morning that has said, you know what? I have walked a long way without the Lord Christ in my life. I, I have come to a point, and Tristan, can you put some seats out for me? I've come to a point in my life where I know. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus. Take them seats, please. Just turn them around right there. Just right there for me. I need Jesus in my life more than ever. See, this is not playtime. I, I want to get real with you. Because some of us have been at the end of our road. You've been at the end of your rope. And you know you were the enemy. You know you have fallen so far off from God. You know you didn't even know God. And God still like, I'm calling you. I'm still calling you. And you didn't feel loved. You didn't feel like you were wanted. But you knew somewhere and somehow somebody wanted you. I'm telling you that was Jesus Christ. I'm telling you you had a Jesus that loved you. More than anything else in his life. So I'm telling you. If this morning you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I tell you you should come on down. Second, if you're saying, you know what, Pastor, I don't have a church home, and I'm looking, or I'm still exploring, I will ask you, why don't you place some roots down and come on to victory? Because, see, this is, the, this is what the church is about. We're not about showboating. We're not about trying to build a high rise. We're not trying about, uh, can you give me a Cadillac? We ain't trying to be all that. This is what we're trying to be. We're trying to be humble servants for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all we're trying to be. We're trying to meet you where you are. You don't have to come up here dressed up and looking fancy. Because I don't want you to fake me out and I don't want to fake you out. 
When I'm struggling, I'm going to tell you I'm struggling. And when you're struggling, tell pastor, I'm struggling today, pastor. You don't ever need to miss church because this is a hospital. You don't avoid the hospital when you're sick and hurt. You come up in here when you're all jacked up. And when you're most jacked up, that's the most time you need to be up in this church. This is a church that the worship leader ain't, and, and, and this team, this ain't no Kirk Franklin bunch. We're all professionals. Everybody getting paid now. These are people who are true worshipers. They just want to worship. Not one person in here got a paycheck. Not one person. We just want to tell you about Jesus Christ and tell you what he did in our life. So I would tell you this morning, we want you to be part of this family. We want you to be a part of this Victory family. This is our thing. When we're not doing right, you can always tell us because we'll fix it. Then the last, if you're saying, I am a Christian, I've already joined Victory Pastor, but Pastor, I'm struggling with something in my life and I need a prayer. I need to pray. I don't want to go back to what I was, so I need some help. I was out there just last night and I wanted it so bad and I might have gotten it so bad but Lord I need you right now I'm telling you this is a place to come and say I need prayer so you can come and accept Jesus Christ this morning change your life forever you can come and have a family in your life a real family a God-based family in your life right now and third you can break the chains that are upon you right now the doors of the church are open. Come on down. Come on down this morning.